Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Welcome. We do a little origin story. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners and give us a little bit of background on your journey into sales. Yeah, of course. Well, it is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk all about, you know, video prospecting, sales, everything along that. Origin story is started off as a elementary school teacher, decided to become an on-air news reporter for CBS, and then decided to migrate into tech sales. So it's been quite an interesting journey. Excited to talk to you about how I leverage both of those careers in my selling uh, motion every single day. Yeah, great. Well, welcome. And we have that in common. I also too went from teaching fifth graders to teaching doctors as I transitioned. Um, I actually didn't 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 teach. Um, I ended up uh, switching directly into sales and medical sales, and then my way, made my way into tech sales. So excited to dig into that. Um, we'll start with a little segment. It's always good impact story. So really would love just kind of a quick story before we start on how you know maybe video and video prospecting or anything involving video uh, maybe impacted somebody and something that stands out to get us started. Yeah. Yeah. So someone in particular that I can, that I can really think about, actually, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to trans, I'm going to go a different route because right now a lot of people are trying to get jobs and there's one person in particular that I'm thinking of who is going to accept a job tomorrow, all because they leveraged video prospecting to land their next role. I have seen people take video prospecting and use it into their day-to-day, like trying to apply for jobs, and they're bypassing these long lines of applications. So for this particular person, they reached out to me. We started talking a little bit more. And, you know, friend of a friend, we sat down and we started digging in and started making, you know, her video for it. And... Point being is that she blew the sales manager away because she really made a case in point. And on top of it, this was an SDR trying to become an AE for the first time ever and was able to plead her case as to why she should move up to AE at a whole nother company during a recession when their talent pool is really hot. So literally that one percenter totally able to accomplish it all by just putting it all on the table and, you know, taking that risk of sending that video. Yeah, that's incredible because particularly to get a job, as, as I'm sure you know, you just getting that foot in the door and that chance, everybody remembers the time and place. And so just being able to, to do that. I'm interested, have, have, has, has the market kind of changed on that? Are we in the early stages? Are a lot of people doing video prospecting or is it still just kind of one? And then I guess second part to that question, uh, I know it's hard to tell, you know, across the board, but how does how does it normally received on on the hiring manager side, at least in some of the people you've interacted with on the job search side? Yeah, I mean, I landed my job at Deal in five days just by sending the hiring manager a video, and I only I applied to two companies, just two, and you know, I tiered them out. I knew which ones I wanted to work for, but primarily because I wanted those leaders, I wanted someone that I could really trust. 
um, or at least someone that I heard good things about. Like I just, I really wanted strong leadership. And, you know, when I, when I send him that video, it, <laughs> like he made that decision at that moment that he was going to hire me, which I think is crazy. But from that moment, he was like, I need to talk to this girl. I think she's the one that I've been like looking for here at Deal. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of was. So the way that I look at it is that not enough people are doing it. And if you are doing it, are you doing it well? Because just because you send something doesn't mean that it's going to be impactful or effective. Just like if you send an email to someone, are you adding value? Or are you just kind of being, you know, a little nosy or annoying? You know, are you adding value to their day? So same thing with video prospecting. I don't think enough people are doing it, but I also don't think enough people are providing enough value in their video for that hiring manager or even that prospect to say, I need to talk to them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of people like if I, I can remember and, and admittedly in, in my role, I need to use video more, but I can remember selling a little bit more of uh, mid-market in healthcare physician practices. And I can remember using Loom for the first time. And man, that first video you take of yourself, <laughs> if you could get past those first couple videos when you're just like, did my brain just malfunction? Like, yeah. is this the same person? Do I talk like this? Switch over to Mount Rushmore of sales leaders. So if you had to choose, you know, four leaders that you admire kind of help you get to where you are today. I have four, but I have five. <laughs> That's all right. We, did, we, can, we, we can do, you know, four, four plus one, right? You know, you create your own Mount Rushmore, right? <laughs> okay. So, you know, for me, the GOAT is Brandon Fluharty. And I, I think that's very clear. I, I'll shout it from the top of my lungs. And that's very true because he was the one that when we were at Live Person, even when I was an SDR, he started to mentor me in a small group. And from there, that was when I also realized that I didn't need to be working crazy hours like I did when I was a teacher. You know, when you put in a lot of time and a lot of effort, it can kind of diminish your value a little bit. And, you know, it kind of takes away from the work that you're doing when you're working around the clock. And so it took me to realize I saw our top performer at the company making insane, insane deals. And he was like taking naps and like having a normal life. And he opened my eyes to realizing that, okay, this isn't just foot on the gas pedal the entire time. If I'm going to get to where I want to get to, I need to be smart about my time um, so he had modeled it for me. It's something that I preach now. I don't work crazy hours at all. I'm, I'm very mindful of my 40 hour week. I just put in a lot of effort during those hours and I'm able to, you know, be happy out during work, of course, but I'm also like happy outside of work afterwards. Cause I'm not fully drained from that. So Brandon Blue Hardy, number one, helped me get to where I am, taught me so much um truly is the goat after that it's scott ingram who gave me my first podcast episode ever and that sparked major changes for me because once i got that podcast then all the other ones kind of started to follow and i realized that i had something that other people wanted to learn about and even though i was figuring out video prospecting just for me 
I realized that other people needed help too after that show. And I started to really define it and test and identify what it could be. And then Scott was also the first person to ask me to speak at an in-person event. So I got to speak at the Sales Success Summit. After that is Katie, who, I mean, who doesn't love Katie? (laughs) He's someone that has, you know, said to me that he just really believes in me. He really has my back. He just is always giving me great advice. Um, I'll go to him if I am, you know, looking, even if it's just like, hey, have you looked at this technology before for, you know, your content? Or have you heard of this person? Or I even asked him about my my boss before he was my boss, because I said, what do you think about these two leaders? Because I'm choosing to work between these two leaders. What do you know about them? Um, he sent referrals out for me, like went above and beyond. And I didn't even, I didn't ask. It just he just believed in me. After that is Jason Bay and Jason Bay's wife, who is amazing. Um, Jason Bay, also someone who, when I said, hey, you know, I'm looking to transition and and kind of find a, a new role, was there to be like, I know some great places that you would do really well in. He also had me on his podcast. I also got to start hanging and, you know, chatting with his wife, who I have a very, you know, I, I love, I love, I love, I love. But I got to make some more friends with that. And then the last one is going to be my actual boss today, who I adore, is Mike Gallardo. Um, Posts a lot on LinkedIn, has some really strong tips, but he's the guy that roots for the underdog. And I love seeing that in a culture. I love seeing that he's somebody that looks at people for who they are and who they can be. And is just that type of leader to really build people up. and take that risk on people, you know? So those are, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fantastic list. Lots of people that even before uh, I was connected to you, I followed and I I highly recommend everybody follow, right? Because it's uh, being able to take bits and pieces from everyone has served me well. And, And those people have just knowledge and knowledge and it's almost like you can just get on LinkedIn and follow, you know, those those five individuals and you're going to be, you know, at least set up for success on the sales side. Right. It's knowledge, but they're also just so real. They're such real people. Um, I don't know how else to explain that. You know, they they put in the work, they've done a lot of a lot of effort and they just share. You know, they're just they very kind, very helpful people. Yeah, so we'll switch gears over here. So we do an MJ versus LeBron debate, uh, you know, play on a sports there for the sales. So you're, ha- you're feel free if you're a sports fan, answer that one. But really want to focus on kind of video versus, I guess, non-video or or standard outreach, right? And uh, to preface the conversation, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, you probably get all the reasons why people don't use videos, but I, I know sometimes people say it's industry, my buyer's more sophisticated. I'm sure you hear every excuse in the book, right? So uh, take right. it whichever way that you want to, but uh, that's kind of the framework for uh, what, what we'll do on video versus non-video. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Video is the future. Whether you are using it to prospect into your accounts or continue your opportunities, Video is the future of, I guess, standard outreach. It's just going to become more and more part of it. Um, I think that right now, video is extra strong. 
if you're not doing it right now, you're doing a disservice because it's only going to get more and more crowded. Um, You're only going to get more and more competition. This is the easiest channel for you to win at. It just takes a little bit of time up front. And if you do it right and you're providing value and you're really making a case for either your product or yourself, it it will convert. Um, when it comes down to it, like standard outreach is standard like is standard outreach. You have to do it. You know, you have to make sure that you're sending out the proper emails. You have to make sure that you're following up. You have to make sure that you're still hitting those dials and hitting all different touch points because you need to. It is it is part of it. But there are those times where video can replace an 18-step sequence and 20 cold calls and weeks of you putting in effort to this account. You really can use video. Put an hour into it and get a conversion very quickly. It's just, do I want to put the work in up front or do I want to chase for the next few weeks sort of thing? That's how I've looked at it. Um, It has been, I think, elite. Um, Obviously, it's also how I've how I've booked my meetings primarily is through video. But when you send a strong video to a prospect, you build that relationship. So just like earlier, when I shared how I had that prospect that, you know, very early on, one of the first few videos that I sent over kind of called me out on it and was like, hey, like, I don't I don't really love the 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 times that you said, or the response that this doesn't really make sense to me. And when he called me out on it, and then he he had that connection to me all because of a video and instead of just saying no and you know deleting the email he watched that video and said okay I want to talk to you and I want to help you and I want to guide you and whatever that may be so when you send a video you build that relationship with that prospect um or even when I sent it to my hiring manager and he was like I need to hire that one like you you evoke emotion, you make people feel a certain way and they take action on it. So standard outreach isn't going to do that, but video outreach will. So think about your top accounts, your top priority people, the people that if you got a meeting with them, your manager would like throw anything anywhere. They throw a party, they'd be so stoked. Everyone'd be so happy. That's when you use video over standard outreach. Now I can get into way more nitty gritty of each one back and forth. If you really want me to get into it because I absolutely can. Um, But it's elite right now. Take advantage of it. The space is there for you to send video. People are open to it. And now is when everyone's kind of hopping on the bandwagon. So now's the time to do it and soak up all the conversion that you can right now from it. No, that's great. And, and I'm interested outside of just, I guess, getting the meeting, maybe can you talk about higher in the funnel, especially you know, now as, as, as more of a seller, can you talk about maybe some of the strategies or successes you've had upstream, right? Okay, you've gotten in there, maybe you're in a complex buying cycle, maybe you're sending proposals, how have you used it effectively uh, for some of the selling tactics? I, I, I am like on loom every single day, like every day I use it internal. I use it external. I use it all the time. I'll give you a couple of different examples of how I use it in my sales cycle. And I'll also tell you about how I use it at my own company to generate 
uh, credibility and influence as well. Because you need to also build your own personal brand at your own company as well. And I think video in a remote world is fantastic. So first is in the sales cycle. I can give a couple of different examples. Prospect reaches out to you, needs additional clarification. Instead of writing up in a, a huge email, this whole explanation that's probably taking you like 30 minutes to write up anyway, and all these points that you're trying to make into it, you will, either one could just call them. <laughs> and if you can't get them on the phone, then that's fine. Two is let me send them a personalized video to explain this. Pull up your product. Bring up the question in the beginning. I always say, hey, you asked about this. The purpose of this video is to help you feel very confident in your options with deal and how we can really be your payroll provider. You know, you want to set the tone in the very beginning as to why you're making them this video, but you also need to stick to the point and you don't want it to be too long because if you're taking, if they're going to watch a 10 minute video of you answering something like that's not worth it. But if it's to the point answering that question, then this is the question I'm going to answer. Boom, boom, boom. Have it in like a minute, two minutes and send it over. Very easy. You can do that all the time. I also will ask people after a demo, is there anything that you wanted to see that we didn't get to talk about today? Oh, you know, I really wanted to see the reporting capabilities. Yeah, no problem. I know we're at time and I know that we are going to, you know, next step is to talk about pricing. So in the middle, how about I send you some of our extra features that I'll walk you through that we just didn't get to today, like the reporting functionalities. Is there anything else that you think I should send over? So after the demo, we didn't get to talk about those things. Let me send over a quick two, three minutes and I'll break them up. You wanted to learn about our reporting capabilities. Here is a two minute explanation of our reporting capabilities. You wanted to hear about how we do background checks. Here's a two minute video explaining how we do background checks. And I'll break it up into these little chunks instead of it being a whole 10 minute thing. So that way they can always go back to that email and just click and watch and click and watch. Other examples is when you're building a champion and they're gonna go to their leadership with your pricing proposal. You have been working with this champion, building them up, making sure that they're, they understand how to bring this to leadership. So how can you help them make it easier? Video prospecting and video throughout your, your process is essentially just teaching, just in a different format. So instead, once we get the alignment and we have prepped, I'm now sending a recap video going through pricing one more time, explaining anything that could ever happen or, you know, why this is important, this is important and sending it over. So that way, again, I'm prepping my champion again. They have that meeting in a week or so. They can revert back to that quick minute video to get the points if they need to. There are so, so many ways to keep using video. I could keep going on. You have someone that's on your, I'm going to, you have someone that's on their team that, you know, also wants to be involved. Well, instead of waiting to schedule another demo in between, you know, that could be holding up your sales cycle. Say, you know what, what does John focus on? I'll make a tailored video that we can share with John that he can watch. And if he has any questions, he could bring it up on our next call if needed. If he can't make it, something like that. You know, you want to be very flexible, but um, helpful at the same time. 
but still very, uh, you know, sticking to your sales process because it's not going to replace your calls, but it's to add more to your calls and more context and them feeling really confident in your tech that you're the one that can help them because you've been teaching them this whole time. Knowledge is power. They're going to feel really strong. They're going to feel like they really understand it. So that's how you can do it in your sale. I know I went on like a five minute rant about how you can use it throughout your sales process. Any, you want me to talk a little, anything else about that? Or you want me to talk about how to use it internally to build your own brand at your own company? Yeah, no. So I'm, I'm curious. We could, we could transition into the internal, but I, I'm interested. I, it seems like you've worked for, I would say, forward thinking managers, forward thinking companies. Maybe you've come across in some of your work teaching some other people how to do it or just in general, right? You know, how would you navigate? You know, I know there's a lot of companies or leaders out there that it's a, such a foreign concept, right? Or some companies that say, Ooh, I don't know. You're sending confidential information and. I don't know about this video stuff. Have you run into that or any advice for people if their company is uh, you know, kind of against it at all? It's hard to believe, right? But I'm sure there's plenty out there. Uh, and then maybe kind of talk about a little bit after that, uh, how, how yeah. to do it internally to build uh, credibility. Totally. You just have to leave your company. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, but it, it did happen when I first started as an SDR. They were like, what are these videos, Melissa? Uh, what is happening? Like, you need to hit your KPIs. It was like, you have to make sure you hit your cold calls, all this stuff. I was like, e. okay. So in order for me to prove a point as an SDR, what I had to do in the very beginning was I was hitting my KPIs during the day. And then at night I was making my videos. And then by the end of the month, I was able to say, Hey, here are my conversions. Half of my meetings came from videos. So you have to build that case for you. Um, when it comes to like in your sales process, not being able to use videos, that's so foreign to me just because like, why, if you're, if you're recording gong calls, like, and then you're sending those recordings over, why, why wouldn't you be able to use Loom or Vineyard or, or anything else? You know, you can also set it to be that, but Everything comes back to if you want something, even if it's some sort of technology, which I do all the time, if I really want something for my company to start using, then I need to make a case for it. So how does this help other reps? How can this help other reps? How can this help me win? And bringing that up to leadership, but you do have to make a case for yourself. Very often, like I, I always fight for my deals. I want to make sure that I don't have any internal challenges getting in the way of my, my opportunities from closing. So if that means that I need product to do something a little bit faster, I need to make a case for it. So that way I can get people on board to make it happen. It's the same thing with video. You have to make a case for it. If your company is just not allowing you to leverage it, make a case for it, talk about the need bring up your competitors. How are your competitors leveraging it? But if you're able to record gong calls or any other call recording like course or anything like that, then I encourage you to challenge your company as to why you can't use this, this other type of recording or, you know, what information do you not want me to talk about? Cause then I just won't talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And believe it or not, there are some industries, right? I'm in one healthcare and some others that are I would say even you can sell healthcare software or other 
know, modalities and they're still kind of stuck in, I would say, some archaic processes. But I love it. I mean, I think Loom is a good example. You can get a free account. You can a video, whichever one you want to choose. And even I promise you, if you pay out of your own pocket to get that utilization, whatever role that you're at, I guarantee you most leaders, if you see some success or show the utilization, they'll uh, they'll retroactively reimburse you, right? Um, right? At least I've seen that. And and it's it's even if they don't, right? You're 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 putting a little in now to be able to get it on the back end. Um, so finally, I'd love for you to touch on because it's something that never occurred to me in this remote world. But I'd love for you to touch on how you use video internally to uh, because it's it's something particularly at a fast growing startup like you've been a part of or just in general. It, it it is really hard sometimes to figure out who you need to go for with who who's in the company. So I'd love for you to just kind of talk about how you've done that internally as well. Yeah, I use it all the time. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but so a couple, one example is I really wanted, you know, to make a case for some technology that we could be leveraging to make our lives a little bit easier. Um, since we'll talk about some, we'll talk about some tech boosters in a little bit, but um, very quick example. I got a free trial of it. I used it for a couple of weeks. I started tracking my results with it. I sent a video to leadership saying why I love this tool and why it will help everyone. Boom, sent that over. Other examples of how I use the tool is whenever I'm doing video. So right now I'm in a unique position where I'm launching our newest product at Deal. And it's an amazing product. But that also means that I need to figure out how to sell it. What is the pitch? What are the questions? Where do we win? Where do we lose? Now, how do I take all that information that I've been working on for the past few months and share it with everyone else? How do I do that in an easy way that I'm not having to have all these one-to-ones all the time and losing my selling time because I'm an AE, I'm not a manager. So creating a video library that is also customer-facing. So created that, put it in a PowerPoint where they can export it into a PDF. Anyone can use it. Anyone can see the videos. Anyone can export it and send it to a client, or they can simply just watch the pitch and see how it goes. But very similar with how I do with my prospects is that I broke it up into pieces. So that way you want to learn how you can subscribe to a calendar. Here it is. You want to learn how you can uh, adjust payments. Here it is. And so it's very clear and easy for them to follow. Other examples is when I have a big presentation. So today I had a big presentation with a really great enterprise client. I was super stoked about it. And so yesterday I filmed my pitch and I was practicing my pitch. And it was, you know, this is what I wanted to focus on with it. I was walking them through their current payroll journey and how it was a disaster. And I practiced it. And then I sent it over to my manager and we're in a remote world. You know, he can't always hop on a call. So sending over these videos is very helpful. He reviewed it. And of course, he sent me a video back, (laughs) just kind of going through some little areas of what could be tweaked. So instead of us having a 30, 45 hour meeting, whatever it could have been, like we really didn't spend much time or losing much time on him coaching me to adjust my pitch. 
So really strong ways on how you can do it. You can use it to talk about technology that you want. You could use it to um, advance other people at the company or use it for external client facing videos. You can use it to walk scenarios through your manager. I use it when I need to explain something to another team member or I even had someone say, Melissa, I heard you have remarkable, like, how do you use your, your paper tablet? And I'm like, here's how quick one minute video of how I do it. It supplements you having to hop on calls all the time, but it helps you be everywhere all the time. And people will see it on Slack. Like, wow, Melissa's contributing. She's constantly helping other people. She's constantly creating these resources that anyone can use at any time. And it's just going to help build you up constantly and build your brand. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So if you had to focus on besides downloading Loom and actually recording the video, you know, is there maybe kind of three main areas for somebody saying, okay, I'm listening to this, I'm going to get started doing video, right? Are there three main tips you have? Is it lighting? Is it making sure your audio is there? What have you kind of learned if somebody's going to say, okay, I'm downloading, I'm starting besides the use cases and all the context, what are maybe some of those ways to actually get started and doing some video? Yeah. Um, I tell people to send one video a week if you're going to get started. So that way, you know, you're not obsessing over it and it's not taking up your, your cold calling time or your account planning time because it's a skill to learn, just like how any skill you need to learn. And so sometimes it might be a little bit easier to take your time with it. Um, I do encourage people to carve out some time um, consecutively to play around with the technology and see what really works for them. So that way, when they do want to edit or send things or whatever it may be, upload a thumbnail, track it, that they know the tech that they're using. I think if you ever have a tool to learn everything about that tool, whether it's video or like a booking link or um, some sort of like to-do list thing, like learn the tool really well. Don't just scratch the surface of it because it's a tool. It's there to help you. Um, So first doing one video a week, taking the time to actually learn your tools and learn what you have. And if you don't have any tools, that's totally fine. I didn't have tools in the beginning and I would just send raw video clips over LinkedIn and that booked meetings, you know, they didn't have to click. That's actually my favorite way to book meetings is not using a link. And once we're connected, I can send you a raw clip over LinkedIn. So you don't even have to exit that channel. Let's keep them in their channel of choice where they are. Let's not move them. And they can watch that video on LinkedIn without them going somewhere else. So there's really no, there's no excuse. Like you, if you have a phone, an iPhone, I don't even have a fancy mic. I don't. (laughs) I have my computer, I have my iPhone, and you can just start and send it. I think it's just getting over that internal hurdle of like, this is weird. I feel uncomfortable sending this to someone that I don't know. But once you do it once and it converts are you really going to not do it? You know, once it starts making you money, you're probably going to want to keep doing it. A hundred percent. I once I've five years of being the first sales hire and hearing my gong voice over and over, you know, because when you're the first one there, everybody that comes on, you're like, oh yeah, here's access to gong. And it's just me over and over again. So <laughs> after that, I'm I am comfortably uncomfortable with uh, hearing the sound of my voice, right? Um, I love all that advice. So final couple 
segments. Everything's been great. So obviously it's a passion to you and I, but you know, advice for kind of a rookie or somebody kind of looking to break in, right? Besides maybe using some of the video, which I think is an amazing way to do it. You know, in, any other advice or channels for people that are looking to break into sales um, and any advice you have there? Yeah, I think it totally is confidence. Um, you really need to believe in yourself that you can do it. And it's really not that hard. I, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe that's crazy. I think, yes, sales is hard. It is, it is complicated. But if you're going to take the time to really learn and practice and treat it like a career and a sport and something that you're going to completely evolve into, then it's not that hard. Um, you can learn this. Nobody went to sales school. Everyone figured this out. So if you didn't come from that, you know, MBA background and you didn't come from a family that everyone was salespeople or, you know, you've, you've never been in it before, have that confidence, do the research and just start to learn, learn from the creators that I mentioned before, Brandon, Kevin, Jason, Mike, um, there's resources out there. So first is like, read everything, get your hands on as much information as possible, learn about the sales process, then start reaching out to people who are in the field and be like, Hey, like, I'm really looking to transition. Can, can you, can you tell me a little bit about what you like and what you don't like? And just talk, don't ask for them to talk right away. Cause people are really busy right now. Build that relationship with them. Ask them what they like, what they don't like. Ask them thoughtful questions. I saw that in the past, you know, maybe they were also a teacher. It's why I'm trying to build a teachers in sales community because I'm trying to help teachers in sales and people who want to be in sales help migrate into it because you can leverage your past skills in your sales environment in one way or another. We'll find a way for you to leverage it. We'll, we'll figure it out. My personal boss was a CPA an accountant and is now a sales leader. I was a teacher and news reporter and is now a salesperson. Like I know a lot of people move into sales. So learn everything, just read as much as you can and start building up that confidence. Interview people, start learning about the roles, start learning about their challenges, what they like, what they don't like. Start trying to talk to people. And then once you like once you identify exactly what it is and you know your purpose, and you understand your worth and how your skills can transfer into sales, then you start reaching out to hiring managers. Then you start making those videos and you're pleading your case as to why you and you're selling yourself. First step is selling yourself so people will buy into you. They will buy into Josh and say, yes, I want Josh on my team because of this. They just seem like this person. So you can do it. Take the time to research, be thoughtful about your approach, learn from the people that are posting about it, and then just go for it. You're going to get rejected yeah, in sales anyway, so you might as well just start and get used to the rejection in the beginning, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I like what you said, right? Because I think that you know it's it, it's hard, right? It's uncomfortable, but I think there's also too everybody's busy, so I think people get discouraged because it's hey, can you jump on or you know, hey, can you spend some time? And it's usually good intention, right? But to your point, sometimes that's not the best way to start, right? Because there's so much content out there to consume, so that yeah. you know when you're able to get some face to face, I really like that being able to 
almost be ready for the big time, right? Not that you can't, you know, leverage friends and family or other people for some of that time, right? But I do think that there's a lot of knowledge out there. So I really like that. And I know you mentioned lots of tech. So we do a tech booster. So I always you know, preface tech with, as you just started, you can have a computer. Loom, there's lots of ways that you can do all of this with no tech. And that's probably maybe the best way to start. But once you're going to take it to the next level, I'd love to hear kind of what you're using. Cause I do think that once you've learned some of the basics, you can accelerate it in some of the technologies that are best and brightest that, that you use day to day. Yeah. So there's, I use a lot of tech. I try to use a lot of tech and a lot of tech out there is free. Like you can sign up for a free trial, especially as an AE. They really, they really charge the CROs for it. <laughs> they usually AEs can either get some sort of free trial or maybe it's like 20 bucks a month, for example. So when it comes to like actual, um, like day to day performance, things like that, um, Sinsama, which I got from Brandon, that was one of the first tech tools that he implemented that I was like, wow, I need to do that. That will help you plan out your day because time is money. So you want to make sure that you're being as impactful and, and thoughtful with your day as possible. So Sinsama using Todoist, um, to help because that has that integration into the system Sama too. So I, if I see an email that I need to respond to, pop it into Todoist. Todoist will integrate into Sinsama. And now there's a time block on my calendar to respond to that email that has been you know, generated for me. So very easy to help plan your day in that sense, especially if your day is moving around and it's evolving throughout the entire time. So with that, I'd say there's also Chili Piper that I love. Um, really great for routing. I love the integration on Gmail that you can select and it will populate the times. I, I love it. Um, I've been really on it about Dually. I've been loving Dually. Dually has been new for me. Um, I have been obsessed with it because it keeps my Salesforce clean. And that's a big priority for me is to have a clean Salesforce because it's hard. You know, it's, it's easy to not easy to close. It's not easy to like, you know, sell, but I think keeping your Salesforce clean is really hard, but it's also really impressive when leadership sees that you're a top performer and you're keeping your Salesforce clean. Usually it's one or the other. <laughs> so I've been really loving that one. Um, and I'm going to do one that I, I didn't list, but is new for me. Um, I just came about it. It's a really cool environment. It's called Storylane. This company is so cool. They reached out to me after I did a post and they was like, I'm their first AE and started talking to me about it. This thing is wild. I'm obsessed with it. Essentially, you can create a sandbox environment using your own demo account. And then you can create a guide or like, a flow. So you can send this sandbox environment to a prospect and they can go and watch the flow that you created. And it will say like, click here to learn about this. And they can click there and now it will take them into the database and they can learn about how they can store um, employee information. Or, you know, they can go to this tab and you can you can guide them into clicking the next tab. So really cool stuff. I really love it. 
And then, of course, if you need to hire or pay anyone internationally, it's deal. But <laughs> that was a plug. <laughs> exactly. No, we'll, we'll we'll get into the plug. But I think, it, it, as as you were talking, it popped into my head. I think it's underrated if you are going to transition. You know, and for some people, they love teaching, and we and we and we need all the amazing teachers out there. But one of the underrated parts of teaching that people don't really understand is all the time, energy, and effort that goes into lesson planning. And I don't care if you're kindergarten all the way up to high school, right? And I, I do think all of those different tools and technologies and Salesforce and all of that, if you had to lesson plan in the way that a lot of time, I was always the black sheep and I would say not unorganized, right? But I wasn't as color coded as some of my uh, so, some of my peers, you know, when I was in the, in the teaching route, but they would love all of that, all of Dooley and Salesforce and being able to keep all of all, all of that tidy and all the color coding and the automatic workflows, um, all, all of that. So that's, that's what popped well, into my mind as you were explaining some of that. Oh, yeah. My classroom was filled with all the tools. I had all the tools. And if I didn't have the tools, I would go and fundraise to get the tools because tools are there to make your life so much easier and to help you save time. So just and part of it and like something that I was doing at because I'm I'm newer here at Deal and I'm building out this product and there's there's a lot to it, but it's also a lot of fun. And so it's being reflective of like, okay, what can I use that, you know, I'm being weak in this one area. Maybe it is pipeline health. What can I use to help me? Like you got to save yourself. And if you can find something that's going to, you know, help you in your sales cycle and it's probably free or maybe it's $5 a month, use it. But you have to save yourself. So find your own lifelines. And then people are going to say, how are you doing it? How are you winning? And you can tell them, oh, I, I use these tools and it's saving me all of this time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. So final final segment, go ahead and plug whatever, whatever you want to plug, deal, your video prospecting. It's your time to uh, shamelessly plug. Yeah, I'll shamelessly plug. Um, I do have a video prospecting course out that I'm really stoked about. It's been going really well. I've really loved the positive, um, you know, feedback from it. It's also combining everything that I love. It's I'm teaching. I am kind of reporting <laughs> and I'm walking people through sales motions to just help them win. So it started off as a passion project that um, I'm just really proud of and and have been really helping a lot of people with it. So that's that's my plug. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I have a TikTok that I don't really post on, but I I try to, to, to do little tips on there. I'm just not the best at TikTok. I'm more LinkedIn, but um, definitely LinkedIn is where you can reach me um, and you can view my course there as well. Yeah, we'll make sure all the links are in the comment in the post. And I, I say we put the gauntlet down and uh, you know, anybody listening or anybody that sees this will we'll challenge them to go out, do video prospecting. And then when you have some wins, you'll report back to both Melissa and I and, and we'll give you a special shout out for all those people that yes. are new to video prospecting. Right. Yes. Send us send us your videos. <laughs> exactly. Well, Exactly. Melissa, thank you so much. It was so much fun. And I'm looking forward to following you and following how you're helping everybody on get on the video train before it's too late. Yep. Hop on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.